Thank you so much for the very warm introduction. Uh, let me begin by thanking my very generous and gracious hosts, the Wolaskis, who have hosted not only me, but they were brave enough to host uh, all of my children and my whole family. And uh, I'm just overwhelmed by their chesed. When I had the privilege to be in the home of their children in London, the only way I was able to describe Josh and Danielle's house was it's like the house of Avraham Avinu and Sarah Imenu. And then I come to the Wolowski's house and I see, uh, I see where they got it from. So my bracha to them is that these traits should continue on for many generations in good health and uh, grandma should continue to reap the uh, nachas from their illustrious family. I know how dear this organization is to them, especially to Sarah. This is really her heart and soul. And uh, may they continue to see nachas from the payrolls of this organization and all of the wonderful work that they do. So I thank Rabbi Goldberg for inviting me tonight. And I'm really inspired by the amazing network of resources, shadchanim, community projects that Rabbi Goldberg has assembled and directs. And having seen some of the data over the last week, uh, my only bracha to the Shidduch Center of Baltimore and to Rabbi Goldberg and to all the respective shadchanim is Yosef Hashem Aleichem Kachem Elef Pa'amim. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu continue to give you siyata deshmaya to make many, many more shaduchim, build many batei neman b'Yisrael, l'shem l'teferes, adbiyas goyal tzedek. Tonight I want to speak about one of the most prominent sages in the history of the Jewish people, someone who many do not know that much about, Rabbeinu Gershaim. And he's given a very unusual appellation. He is called Rabbeinu Gershaim Me'or Hagoyla. Rabbeinu Gershaim lived from 960. He was born in Metz in France, and he died in 1040 in Mainz in Germany. And he was the, one of the first, if not the first, of the Chachme Ashkenaz. And it's important to understand what this means, because until Rabbeinu Gershaim, the center of world Torah was in Babel, was in Babylon, in the great academies of Sura and Pompadisa. And in the times of Rabbeinu Gershaim, he shifted the epicenter of Torah learning from Babylon to Germany. Rabbeinu Gershaim is the author of one of the piyutim that we say in the Ilan Yom HaKippurim. Zachar b'sabraham v'akedas Yitzchak v'hashev shvosahalei Yaakov v'hoishiyeinu l'man shemecha. That's Rabbeinu Gershaim. Rabbeinu Gershaim wrote the authoritative version of Talmud Bavli, which Rashi himself used in writing his commentary. And Rabbeinu Gershaim was given a very unique appellation. We know some sages, they're given the title HaKadosh, the Holy One. For example, Rashi. Rashi is Rashi HaKadosh, the Alshech HaKadosh, the Rachayim HaKadosh. Some even say the Arizal HaKadosh. Others were given the title, the Rebbe Reb. For instance, Rabbi Yonis and Ibishitz, the Rebbe Rabbi Yonis. Rabbi Shmelka of Nicholsburg, the Rebbe Rabbi Shmelka. But nobody other than Rabbeinu Gershoim was given the following title. Rabbeinu Gershoim Ma'or Hagoyla. Look in Toysus, Samachim Abbez in Menachos. Rabbeinu Gershoim Ma'or Ene Hagoyla. The one who illuminated 
the exile. Why did Rabbeinu Gershom achieve this unique title more than anybody else in history? Well, we could say, as we mentioned before, he was the leader of Ashkenazic Jewry, and he moved the epicenter of Torah learning. So he sort of taught Torah to all the future of the Jewish people. But actually, there is a very deep message in this title, Rabbeinu Gershom Ma'ar Hagayla. Rabbeinu Gershom made many takanos. In fact, he made 90 takanos that were backed by his personal cheirem. Some of them are well-known, many are not. One of the well-known takanos for Rabbeinu Gershom, he forbid reading or opening the letters or the messages of somebody else. You see, survival of the Jewish commerce and merchants was dependent on confidentiality, and until Rabbeinu Gershom, people would eavesdrop and read other people's mail. And Rabbeinu Gershon put a cherem on anybody who would open someone else's letter. In fact, the letters were sealed. Bez Ches Dalet Reish Gimel. Every letter had a stamp on it. Bez Ches Dalet Reish Gimel. Becherem de Rabbeinu Gershon. Today in America, it's a federal crime to read someone else's mail. But it took hundreds and hundreds of years for the secular world to come around to the takana of Rabbeinu Gershon. But of all the takanas of Rabbeinu Gershaim, two are considered the most well-known. The first one appears in Ebeno Ezer, Simen Aleph Sofiyot, that a man cannot take more than one wife. The Shulchan Aruch writes, Rabbeinu Gershaim Hecherim al Hanoisei al You can't marry more than one wife. Takana number two, Rabbeinu Gershaim was Masake in looking at Ebeno Ezer, Simen Kofiyot Tess, that one cannot divorce their wife against their will. These are the two most well-known haramim of Rabbeinu Gershon. Now, what was the reason for them? It's interesting. There was a societal reason for these takanas of Rabbeinu Gershon. The church had a very negative view on marriage. In the ideal of the church, celibacy was the ideal. Monogamous marriage was considered a concession to the devil. Polygamy was downright immorality. So Rabbeinu Gershom, to protect the honor of the Jewish people, he didn't want us to seem less moral than the surrounding Gentiles. He forbid a man to marry more than one wife, and he forbid someone, well, if somebody's only going to marry one wife, Rabbeinu Gershom was concerned that divorce would increase, and therefore he decreed one cannot divorce against the will of the spouse. That's the simple reason for the haramim of Rabbeinu Gershom. But there's also a Kabbalistic, deep spiritual reason for these takanas of Rabbeinu Gershon. And this reason is offer, off, offered by one of the great all-time Jewish thinkers, the Oistreifzer, Rav Meir Yechiel of Oistreifz, who lived from 1852 to 1928. Now this man was an ascetic man. For the last 40 years of his life, he did not eat, period, until the nighttime. By the end of his life, he had total organ failure, and he could only lay in bed. But he was a tzaddik nifla and a brilliant mind. And this is the idea that he advanced. The relationship that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has with the Jewish people is compared in Shir Hashirim, in the Song of Songs, in the analogy of the relationship of a husband and a wife. God is the groom, and Knesset Yisrael is the bride. God is the chasan, and we are the kala. We're all familiar with that. We speak about it every Friday night. God is the chasan and we are the kala. 
But here's the bombshell. Not only is our relationship with God analogous to the relationship of a husband and a wife, but the relationship of a husband and wife reflects and affects our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that is when there's peace and harmony in the home. When a husband and wife live, God is bound and tied to the Jewish people. But when there's discord in the home, and there's bickering in the home, and there's strife between husband and wife, then the relationship between God and the Jewish people is estranged at best and tenuous. Says the Oistreifzer, as the Golas was progressing, and we are becoming more and more distant from God, there was a real danger. What if God says, hey Jewish people, I will now banish you and divorce you against your will? That could, that could happen, says Oisha. So comes Rabbeinu Gershon, and he then ties the hands of God, so to speak. And he decrees that a man cannot divorce his wife against her will, because if we cannot divorce the Isha against her will, then God can never banish the Jewish people against our will. God's hands are tied. Because the relationship of husband and wife reflects and affects the relationship between Knesset Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch. Okay? Sounds very good. Kudos to Rabbeinu Gershon. You saved our skin, Rabbeinu Gershon. But we're still not out of the woods. Because what if God says, okay, I'm stuck with the Jewish people, but I'm going to take another nation. Say, God says, ah, I like those North Koreans. They're very cute, those North Koreans. So it will be the Jewish people and North Korea, or the Iranians. They're really lovely. So maybe God will say, okay, I'm stuck with the North, with the Kal Yisrael, but I'll take another wife, so to speak. So comes Rabbeinu Gershom, and he further ties the hands of God. And he says, not only can a man not divorce his wife against his will, a man cannot take another wife. So now, not only is God stuck with us forever, he's stuck only with us forever. And therefore, Rabbeinu Gershom earned the title Ma'ar Hagayla. He's the light of the exile. He saved the Jewish people. Because of him, the bond between God and the Jewish people is tied forever. I am far from anything, certainly not a prophet. Is there any wonder why in the end of days we have a quote-unquote Shidduch crisis? You bet there's a Shidduch crisis. There's a crisis in the greatest and the ultimate shidduch, namely, between God and the Jewish people. Who's going to finally read this shidduch? Who is going to consummate the deal and seal the deal? We've been waiting 3,300 years for this shidduch to go to the chuppah already. We stood at Sinai, but it was never consummated. We went into Eretz Yisrael, we had a Beis HaMikdash, but it was only temporary. Who is going to seal the deal? So God reminds us, we need good shadchanim. What can we do to consummate the ultimate shidduch? Every time we read a shidduch, we support those who are ensuring that a young couple can finally meet. Anything we could do to support the efforts of those who are oisek b'shiduchim, that is the most direct way to influence the ultimate shidduch. 
to influence the building of the ultimate house, to influence the building of the ultimate bias, to be Meshadech Klal Yisrael Ta'kadosh Baruch So we're here tonight to honor, to support the efforts of the Shidduch Center of Baltimore, who are really at the forefront, not only of bringing young men and women together to build their bias to of Yisrael, but all of Klal Yisrael is dependent on them. Because through their efforts, as we're learning, the relationships of young men and women of Klal Yisrael reflect and affect the relationship HaKadosh Baruch Hu has with us. In the zuchus of our coming together this evening, to try to build as many Batei Neman B'Yisrael as possible, may this be a zuchus that we hear the ultimate Mazel Tov, the Shidduch of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Teknesses Yisrael, Meheira Yishama Ba'are Yehuda Vuchutzas Yushalayim Kal Sasain Kal Simcha. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your evening and looking forward to seeing you. Bir Shalayim Thank you so much.